Welcome to UK Rail Journeys, Series 1. In this series, I travel to North West Wales with the Steam Dreams Rail Company on their Welsh Dragon Tour. Episode 10, where we continue our journey through the West Midlands, an arriving crew where we change to coaches to take us to our hotels for the next three nights. We've slowed again. We're passing a modern estate of houses built with recycled bricks. Past an old works. And then a modern estate of houses built with new bricks. And solar panels on their roofs. Our speed is now 50 miles an hour. We're in another cutting under a bridge and then past some old buildings, derelict vehicles. The Budley is still in flower on the railway embankment. On our left, what must be the river Usk, wending its way towards Uskmouth. But first, the Usk must travel through Newport. We've slowed to 25 miles an hour, though I'm sure this track can be taken at a much higher speed because it is steeply cambered. Now we pass over the Usk, which at this point is tidal because there's an awful lot of mud. The tide must be nearly out. We've just passed under the M4 a route I've taken many times into Newport. On our right, as we travel south, is a large allotment. Many, many sunflowers grown by the enthusiasts. And on our left, you may have heard the buddleia clattering alongside the track because it hasn't been cut back. No, don't worry, we're, we're turning left. Oh, is that what it is? We're at Newport, yeah. Now as we're passing the suburbs of Newport, we're slowly coming to a halt to wait for a train from Cardiff to pass. That cross-country train's just gone across, mate. I just saw it. Saw that train, yeah. As we take the main D-junction, first the north and then the east. We passed off the end of the Welsh Marches line through the main D junctions along a bit of South Wales main line and now we're going up alongside the Severn. Absolutely beautiful but slightly misty over the river. 
we've passed Lydney, where there used to be an old bridge across the Severn that used to carry a railway line that was hit by some barges in the early 1960s and the bridge was taken out of service immediately. You can find a lot more about that in my podcast that you'll find on the Dean Forest Railway. We passed through Gloucester on the middle road, which I believe is quite unusual. And now we're approaching Cheltenham, so we've left our path of yesterday and we're striking out into new territory. We're just passing through Cheltenham Spa Station and I can hear the sound of the diesel accelerating. Passengers looking at the train as though it's not quite the train they expected to see. It is always very interesting to see people on station platforms when this train pulls in, with all the tables laid for dining and the passengers looking at the window as to how rail travel used to be in days past. Past the signal box, over the level crossing past the housing at the end of town under a bridge into a cutting through an industrial area another bridge another cutting trees again starting to gain their autumn colours I believe now we're running about 15 minutes behind schedule. So we've caught up 10 minutes to the time that we had when they had that little problem at Craven Arms. We're back out into farmland alternating fields of harvested arable and livestock. Many sheep again. The sun is slowly getting lower in the sky as we pass across an unmanned level crossing. Looking out the window on the right, we have a bit of plain and then hills in the distance. We've been doing a sustained 70 miles an hour now for some time as we've travelled north from Cheltenham. If we keep this speed up, we'll soon be coming into the southern Birmingham area. country is now well gone, heavily built up area, the southern outskirts of Birmingham. Our train has slowed as we go through a short tunnel. We've crossed some complex bits of rail network with tracks on multiple levels. The flowers are finished here, the seeds still clinging, waiting for a decent autumn breeze. Another bridge 
sat down here you'd think it was quite pretty but at the top of the embankment you would see a different sea the side of that bridge would appear to be the local fly tipping depot however those of you that have listened to my podcast from the US would be disappointed that the fly tipping is actually quite minor in comparison Our journey towards Birmingham takes us up the Licky Incline, which we travel up without any noticeable drop in speed by our sick locomotive. It's the steepest continuous mainline railway incline in Britain, with a gradient of 1 in 37.7, which equates to 2.65% for two miles. It was originally built for the Birmingham and Gloucester Railway, and opened in 1840. In the past, many trains required the assistance of banking locomotives to get their trains to the top. Today, only the heaviest freight trains require such assistance, and dedicated Class 66 locomotives, modified with air-released swing-away Buckeye couplers, have been used since 2003. Our journey through Birmingham takes us past the magnificent Grade 1 listed building of the old Curzon Street station. The station opened in June 1838 and was the terminus of both the London and Birmingham Railway and also the Grand Junction Railway. It closed to passengers in July 1854, although some passenger excursion trains ran until 1893. It finally closed to goods traffic in 1966. The old buildings at Curzon Street will reopen as part of the Birmingham complex on the High Speed 2 route when that finally opens. journey through Birmingham New Street causes quite a stir amongst the passengers on the platforms. Birmingham New Street is the largest and busiest of the three main railway stations in the Birmingham city centre. Avanti West Coast services from London Euston, Glasgow Central and Edinburgh Waverley via the West Coast Main Line all call here, as do cross-country trains and local and suburban services the station is named after New Street, which runs parallel to the station, although the station has never had a direct entrance on New Street, as entry from that direction is via the Grand Central Shopping Centre. New Street is the fifth busiest railway station in Britain and is the busiest outside London, with 46.5 million passenger entries and exits between April 2019 and March 2020. It is also the busiest interchange station outside London, with just over 7 million passengers changing trains here each year. In 2018, the passenger satisfaction rating was 92%.
the third highest in the UK. New Street Station first opened in 1854 and at that time it had the largest single span arched roof in the world. In the 1960s the station was completely rebuilt as an enclosed station with buildings over most of its span and passenger numbers which were more than twice as high as the passenger numbers that the station had been designed for. It was not popular with users. As we travel north, we carry on through a number of heavily industrialised and also partly derelict areas. We reach Wolverhampton Station, which is on the Birmingham Loop of the West Coast Main Line. This station is served by Avanti West Coast, Cross Country, Transport for Wales and West Midlands trains. And it used to be known as Wolverhampton High Level. The first station, named Wolverhampton, opened on the edge of town in 1837 on the Grand Junction Railway. The present station, originally named Wolverhampton Queen Street, was opened on the 1st of July 1852 by the Birmingham, Wolverhampton and Stour Valley Railway, which was a subsidiary of the London and North Western Railway. The only visible remnant of the original station is the Queen's Building, the gateway to Railway Drive, which was the approach road to the station. Two years later, the Oxford, Worcester and Wolverhampton Railway opened a second station, located behind the older station at a lower level. This was known as the Wolverhampton Low Level Station. The present Wolverhampton Station dates from the 1960s, when the High Level Station was rebuilt as part of the West Coast Mainline Modernisation and Electrification Scheme. We've now picked up speed having gone through the Birmingham complexes, Tipton, Wolverhampton, across the BOC site at Lower Walsall Street in Wolverhampton and now we're on our way to Stafford. The countryside we're going through is a lot greener, fields, trees and many small villages. A bit of a change from the industrial scenery of the West Midlands. Stafford Railway Station is the second busiest railway station in Staffordshire, after Stoke-on-Trent. The station lies on the junction of the Trent Valley Line, the Birmingham Loop Rugby Birmingham Stafford Line and the West Coast Main Line. The station first opened in July 1837. It soon became inadequate and was replaced in 1844. A third station was built in 1864. This third station was eventually replaced by the current concrete brutalist building in 1962, also built as part of the modernisation and the electrification of the West Coast Main Line. The interior of the station was refurbished in 2015, which allowed the station to have a new WH Smith store and an improved ticket office. The station was used by nearly 2.6 million passengers in 2019-20.
Stoke-on-Trent railway station lies on the Stafford to Manchester branch of the West Coast Main Line. It also provides an interchange for a number of local services in Cheshire, Staffordshire and Derbyshire. The Victorian station opened on the 9th of October 1848. It was built by the North Staffordshire Railway Company and, until the amalgamation of 1923, housed the company's boardroom and its principal offices. The station had links to Leek, Cheadle, Market Drayton and Silverdale and was the southern terminus of the Potteries Loop Line. All of these routes closed to passenger traffic in the 1950s and 1960s, though the line to Leek remained in use for sand and stone traffic to Calden Low and Oakermoor quarries until the mid-1980s. The station is in Winton Square, Britain's only piece of major town planning undertaken by a railway company. The station is Grade 2 star listed, and it's one of four listed buildings in the square. The station underwent restoration work in the 1990s, and in May 2009, the main platform was lengthened. In the 2019-2020 year, 3.23 million passengers used the station. Our journey today ends at Crewe, which first opened in 1837. It's a major junction on the West Coast Main Line and is a gateway to the northwest of England. It's 158 miles north of London Euston and 243 miles south of Glasgow Central. The lines to Manchester Piccadilly and North Wales leave the West Coast Main Line here and it's the last major station before the branch to Liverpool Lime Street. There are also lines to Stoke-on-Trent and Shrewsbury. If we'd used the Shrewsbury one today, no one would have been able to have lunch because the journey would have been so short. It has 12 platforms and a modern passenger entrance. The platform buildings, dating from the 19th century, contain bookshops, bars, buffets and waiting rooms. The last major work on the station was in 1985, when the track layout was remodelled. In 2019-2020, the station was used by over 3.4 million passengers, and over 1.4 million passengers changed trains here. We leave our train here and are transferring to coaches to take us on to our hotels. Our journey today comes to an end at Cruise Station. We've loaded into our coaches, ready to travel to our hotels. Tomorrow is day trips, and I'll tell you about those at the appropriate time. This podcast has been produced by the Mr. T Podcast Studio. I thank the passengers and the teams from Steam Dreams and West Coast Railways for making this podcast possible. Join me in a couple of weeks for the next episode. And thank you very much for listening.